You're listening to The Myth Pilgrim, and I am Brother Lawrence of the Missionaries of God's Love. At its heart, the spiritual journey is a delightful and perilous adventure, just like the myths and fairy tales we love. This podcast is also a journey, learning from both wizards and saints, enchanted princesses and inner demons. Together, we'll discover how the great symbols of myth and fairy tale can guide us on our spiritual journey to God. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Myth Pilgrim. I hope you're doing well today, and if this is your first time joining us on this podcast, you are most especially welcome. As you probably guessed from the title, this episode, we visit another great mythical theme in the Star Wars saga. I hope you're feeling brave at the moment because we will soon depart from the familiarity of civilization and venture into the unknown wilderness. We follow Luke's journey into the swampy wilderness of Dagobah as he goes in search for Master Yoda. As we follow his mysterious quest, we will discover why the wilderness plays such a prominent role in so many myths and fairy tales, particularly regarding the hero's obtaining of wisdom. Why does the wise old hermit always seem to live in the wilderness? My hope is that by exploring this question, the Christian will rediscover the importance of the wilderness in his own spiritual journey, and why the wilderness is particularly relevant for you and I today. Us city-dwelling folk tend to be quite removed from the actual experience of the wilderness. I mean, we have a romanticised, idealised version of it in our heads, but perhaps not so much in our lived experience. Now, depending on which part of the world you're from, the wilderness could be anything from a barren, scorching desert to a dark and impenetrable rainforest. Whatever the image, the wilderness can be understood as the place outside the boundaries of the known world, the civilised world, the safe world. It is a place of great paradox, a land of both life and death, beauty and treachery, opportunity and threat. This was certainly Luke's experience when he ventures through Dagobah in The Empire Strikes Back. But I'm going to point out now that before he even goes into Dagobah, what happens to him is just as important as what happens in Dagobah. You may remember that The Empire Strikes Back actually opens with Luke's two near-death experiences. On the icy planet of Hoth, he first gets attacked by a terrifying snow monster who very nearly turns him into lunch. Narrowly escaping that, he then finds himself caught in a blinding snowstorm with no transport and no rations and plummeting temperatures. Wounded, exhausted and stretched to capacity, Luke collapses in the snow as if dead. The former hero who blew up the Death Star has now reached his very limit. Maybe you've felt like Luke before that your glory days are over and that you are now alone, directionless, without the strength to go on, well rejoice, for good news awaits, for it is at this moment that a vision of Luke's former master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, appears and instructs Luke to go into the wilderness, to go to Dagobah. There, Luke was to look for a Yoda who would mentor him in the ways of the Force and complete his training as a Jedi Knight. As this vision fades, Luke is rescued by Han in the nick of time, Then, he is taken back to base, revived, there's a massive skirmish with the Empire troops, but most of the rebels manage to evacuate on their ships. Luke, however, splits off from the main group and goes his own way. Heeding the instruction of Obi-Wan, he heads towards the wilderness planet of Dagobah to seek Master Yoda. You may be surprised at how many heroes in both myth and biblical stories actually a. find themselves in some sort of wilderness and b. encounter there the wisdom they need to continue on their journey. 
In the great Sumerian epic of Gilgamesh, King Gilgamesh's quest for immortality takes him into the wilderness to seek out Zerasudra, the only man who can teach him the secret of immortality. In The Lion King, Simba is exiled into the wilderness, where he eventually meets the ghost of Mufasa and his kingly identity is reinvigorated. Then we have the Bible stories. It was out alone in the wilderness that the runaway Moses first encounters God, the great I Am in the burning bush. Later, it was in the same wilderness that the prophet Elijah hears God's call through the still small voice. Like the motifs in the great myths, wisdom always seems to be found in the wilderness. And I mean here wisdom with a capital W, God himself. Not only is the wilderness a place where God is present, it seems biblically to be his preferred meeting place. Hosea chapter 2 verse 14 says, Therefore I will now allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Pretty intimate language. Now, if at this point I've stirred up enough desire for you to go out somewhere wildernessy and to find a wise old hermit and to meet God, then technically this podcast's work is done and no more commentary is needed. However, big however, so far I've only presented the attractive side of the wilderness, the part where our heroes actually find the wisdom they seek. But what we haven't explored yet is the long and sometimes perilous journey to obtain that wisdom. It will be useful not to romanticise the image of the wilderness too much, because while they can be beautiful, they can be actually threatening places too. Like, when Luke arrives in Dagobah, he is firstly disoriented by the layer of thick fog. His X-Wing loses all navigational bearings and he crash lands into a stinky bog. Then he has to contend with a swamp monster that almost eats R2, and then a thick dark forest filled with unknown beasts. Oh, and his X-Wing is bogged, so now he can't escape from Dagobah even if he wanted to. Welcome to the wilderness, and no sign of Master Yoda. You'd probably forgive Luke if at this point he was thinking, "Ah, what am I doing here? Maybe it would have been better if I just stayed at home or stayed with the others where it was comfortable and predictable and safe. This same temptation actually awaits us in the spiritual life. So far, we've only been talking about the wilderness that's physical, so to speak. The one that we see in the outside world, the bushlands and the deserts. But the truth is, the mythical symbol of the wilderness is actually pointing towards the wilderness that's inside. The interior wilderness, if you like. If it helps, I'm referring to what our psychologists generally call our subconscious or our unconscious. The parts of our minds that are outside our reach in our day-to-day awareness. In there are a rich depository of thoughts and feelings that are true, but we don't yet know are true. For example, Alfred might well know that he really doesn't like his colleague Gertrude. But what he doesn't yet know is that this is because she actually reminds him of a teacher from primary school, one he didn't like. That truth lives in his subconscious, his interior wilderness, and until he embraces it, he will keep on hating poor Gertrude for no real reason. In the same way, Mick might well know that he is addicted to video games, but what he doesn't yet know is that he's actually really quite lonely and finds gaming the only way he can feel connected with people. Now that truth is found in his inner wilderness, and until he embraces it, he will continue his excessive gaming while the rest of his family looks on in confusion. Let's go one step further. Liz might know that she's a good accountant because everyone tells her so and she keeps getting pay rises. But what she doesn't yet know is that God has planted within her a desire to be a nun. That truth lives in her inner wilderness 
and until she recognizes it, she will go on being a good accountant without ever realizing why she's feeling secretly dissatisfied. So, all three of these scenarios are examples of how great wisdom, or great yodas, can be found in our inner wilderness. The truths that we find there may indeed be confronting, but they are also the truths that we must face if we are ever to grow in wisdom. But at this point, you may be wondering what must we do in order to access the yodas in our inner wilderness? Here is the advice I think our great mythic heroes would say to us it often takes an outer wilderness. For us to get in touch with our inner wilderness, it often takes an outer wilderness for us to get in touch with our inner wilderness. This is because when we're in the outer wilderness, say in the mountains or in the bushland, the usual external distractions and busyness and structures, say of city life, are taken away from us. Free from them, we finally give space for all our thoughts and feelings to be heard. I mean, they were always in there in our subconscious, we just never gave them a chance to be heard. But, when we haven't made a habit of listening to ourselves, this may initially feel quite confronting. And it's not just because we're addicted to our devices and phones and music and internet, true as that might be. The deeper reason is that most of us are terrified of our inner wilderness. Who knows what truths we might find in there? What if there's stuff in there I'm not ready to face yet? This is where we can learn from Luke once again. By persevering through the wilderness of Dagobah, Luke certainly uncovers truths about himself that he wouldn't otherwise be ready to face. He firstly learns about his own naive prejudice through failing to believe that an annoying little green Muppet alien could actually be the sage and powerful Master Yoda. <laughs> Wisdom, it seems, can come disguised in the most unlikely forms. Having met Yoda, then he is faced with the truth that he is impetuous and impatient. He finds himself wanting to rush off and do hero stuff in the real world out there, while Yoda is teaching him how to find the real world within. But the most important truth Luke discovers on Dagobah takes place in the tree cave. You may remember that inside this cave, Luke enters into a vision like state and has a lightsaber duel with Darth Vader. He conquers Vader in his vision, but then, to his horror, Discovers that the man inside the suit is actually himself. Here, Luke discovers that the person he fears and hates most is actually found within. In other words, he too had the potential to become Darth Vader, the very object of his hatred and the ultimate symbol of evil. And until he embraces his shadow side with compassion rather than with violence, it would forever haunt his destiny. This will be a truth that Luke does not fully embrace yet in The Empire Strikes Back, but that's okay. In time, embracing this truth will become the very catalyst that will allow Luke to reconcile with Vader as his father, and in doing so, liberate the galaxy. Amen. If you're enjoying this episode of The Myth Pilgrim, please subscribe to it so you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes. If you'd like to be notified by email every time a new episode is released, hop onto the website at themythpilgrim.com to register. So, everything we had just said was set up in the fictional wilderness of Dagobah. But, what truth lies in your interior wilderness unbeknownst to you? 
What hidden, suppressed or painful truths awaits you? Truths that once embraced would also, like Luke, liberate not only yourself but many, many people around you. You see, God is truth. And he gave us souls that are ordered towards the truth. In a sense, you could say that the degree with which we are in touch with our interior truth is the degree that we can truly actually relate to God. So taken up by this idea was St. Catherine of Siena that she never calls God, God. She actually prefers to call him Truth with a capital T. And she's a doctor of the church, so she knows what she's talking about. See, no one should ever live a life governed by lies, deception and half-truths. For these indeed are the weapons of the enemy of God, the devil, the father of lies. Instead, we were made for the flourishing and freedom of God's truth. And the banner we march under is John 8, which says, And the truth will set you free. Because the inner wilderness can be quite confronting to explore alone, it is always wise to have guides and teachers to walk alongside us. Jesus never intended us to walk the spiritual journey alone anyway. I personally have both a spiritual director and a clinical psychologist to help me navigate my inner wilderness. Their wisdom and patience have allowed me to uncover great truths and hear the voice of God within them. Much of what I share with you today wouldn't be possible without their influence on my life. So if you're inspired by what you hear today, consider who you might reach out to to be your spiritual guide. Along with that, be creative on how you might find ways to explore your inner wilderness yourself. But remember that it is always your choice to simply be still, to switch off distractions and to cease being productive. This might look like 20 minutes on the balcony before breakfast or a walk in the park without headphones during your lunch break. It might be setting aside a room in your house purely for prayer where there is little in terms of distraction. Whatever you do, remember that the real wilderness is not out there. It is inside you and will always be within you. I thought I'd close with a lovely Brene Brown quote. She says, There will be times when standing alone feels too hard, too scary, and will doubt our ability to make our way through the uncertainty. Someone somewhere will say, just don't do it. You don't have what it takes to survive the wilderness. Now this is when you reach down deep inside your wild heart and remind yourself, I am the wilderness. So there we have it. We've arrived at the end of our episode, and I hope you're much the wiser by having listened to it. I certainly feel I've had to consult my inner Yoda in order to make sense of some of the ideas I knew made sense in my head, but I couldn't quite articulate until I had tried writing them down. If you liked this Star Wars-themed episode, make sure you check out the earlier one called Jesus, Jedi and the Hero's Journey. I certainly plan to record more episodes from this galaxy far, far away, so definitely stay tuned, and please subscribe to stay in touch. As usual, I have a little practical pilgrim exercise to recommend for you at the end of this episode. And today it is this. See if you can make it a habit that when you have a meal by yourself, try to do so without any other distractions such as newspapers and phones and screens or music. Maybe commit to it for a week or two, see how you go. See what it's like to simply be alone with your thoughts and your feelings, to give yourself nothing useful to do other than eat. This may be tougher than you think. Or it could come as quite a relief not having to be so distracted all the time. 
but note any resistances firstly to even doing this exercise. And try and see those resistances like the fog and the swampland trying to keep Luke out of Dagobah. But persevere, you might just see some Yodas emerge out of your inner wilderness. <laughs> so all the best with that, and until next time, journey forth, take care, and God bless. <laughs>